Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films that we think might be underrated, underseen, or we just wanted to talk about them. I'm the host for this week, Josh Hallam, and I'm joined as ever, by the lovely Alice Oliver. Alice, how you doing? There you go. You're yeah, wasted it, you get Josh. that. What a little treat for you there, Josh. A Christmas treat singer. for When's you. the album coming out, Alice? Oh, oh in album due course, out? in due course. Don't worry, just me doing all the musical bits to Christmassy songs. Alice Oliver sings the very best of Christmas carols. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, Joe? Yes, very well, thank you. Feeling Christmassy, feeling yep. Christmassy. How about you, Josh? I'm also feeling Christmassy, and you know what it very means because it's Christmas. You know what we've got, don't you? Have we got a very special guest about to come on? It's a, it's a very special guest, almost like a oh. present. Let's say it's a present oh, to the lovely. listeners and us as well. Uh, we're joined by the wonderful Harriet Kemsley. Harriet, how you doing? Hello, um, I am very well, thank you. How are you guys? Yes, good, good. Thank very you. good, thank good. you. Are you a, uh, a Christmassy person? I think you are. You must I be. Lo- look, yeah. I love Christmas. I think it's uh, it's quite obvious about me. That <laughs> my, uh, my husband's not very into it, so it's like a constant battle. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I um, I, I'm I'm really into it. Like in like an embarrassing kind of way. <laughs> Perfect for the Christmas episode, though. We've definitely got the right person on board. Yeah, yeah we're basically yeah, you're basically one step away from Father Christmas. Then, like, yeah. if you're, if you're like, why does your husband like it? Is it like a does he, um, need th- does he need three ghosts to come? And yeah, he's, he just really, he's just really miserable, you know. He just like, um, no, I don't know. He just like, he's just like, he's like, oh, you know, it's they like tricking us into spending money, and I'm like, I don't care. I want to be tricked. Stop making me realize the truth. I don't want to know. Willingly tricked. Take yeah, my money. Let me Take live it. in my <laughs> Just let me have it. Just let me have it. Yeah, just let me have it. <laughs> when, uh... It's really a real downer, to be honest. <laughs> when the, when's the tree go up? I have to wait until Christmas, uh, but I will start, maybe I'll start listening to songs a little bit before. Yeah. Um, but then, like, yeah, it's still the beginning of December. I make him, there's like, <laughs> there's this place that sells Christmas trees. Um, we live in like Hearn Hill, but like, we live on the edge of it, and the centre mm. of it's like quite fancy, and they have like, a Christmas tree thing in the park where they sell them and it's like so lovely and you go and pick one out and then um, he has to carry it home. And, um, <laughs> but last time to be fair, we went there and we looked all around it and then our local shop was selling them for half the price. And so we Ooh. went there, kind of pretended we were going to pick one and then um, just got one from the local <laughs> shop and then he didn't have to carry it so far. So he was happy with that. What about you, what about you Alice? Home. When does the tree go up? 
or does the first Christmas of December. Tree just, first of try December. Get, first of December. Mm. Try and get out mm. first of December every time. Really soak up all that all that Christmas. Advent cheer, calendar day. Hey, Advent calendar day, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. First, That's yeah. a thing as well. Try to think. So I grew up next to a Christmas tree farm. <gasps> wow! So, so it always smelt of pine. Oh, um, magical! I know. Yeah. That is you think so? You think they weren't decorated, so they just sort of look like trees. But yeah, so <laughs> they, we, always, we always we always did our second weekend in December, sort of like the tenth mm. around Quite that time. Quite bleak in January for you guys, maybe. Yeah, just a load. Just a load we of t- we take them back, take them back, put them back in. Yeah. See yeah. you next. See you next year. <laughs> Okay, so we will move on then to talking about this week's film, which is, of course, a lovely Christmassy film. It is Elf from 2003, so spoiler warnings if you've not seen Elf from 2003, although I'd be very surprised if you have not seen it. Uh, Harriet, you chose this one, so give us a little breakdown of of what is Elf about for the people who haven't seen it, and why did you pick it for this podcast? Um, I love Elf so much. Um, It's my favourite film. Um, My husband says... Uh, like gives me a limit of like when I'm allowed to watch it like every year otherwise I watch it too much I cannot wait to introduce my daughter to Elf um if she doesn't like it I don't know what I'm gonna do um I just think it's a magical film uh that's very pure um my dream like role in life would be to like play female Elf um and I just think it's wonderful like I think that it's it's really funny um he's like (laughs) Okay, the plot is, the plot is, there's a man, right? The plot of Elf, ladies and gentlemen, the plot of Elf. The plot of Elf is that there's a man, but like he kind of, like he's kind of a child, but he is a man, but he thinks he's an elf. (laughs) He has no idea, even though he's like much bigger. So like there's some kind of brain damage or something going on, but like he just loves Christmas so much because he lives in like the elf land. But then, like, he's really bad at, like, doing all the elf stuff. And they all, like, just think he's so shit. But, like, they just are like, oh, no, good for you. Just keep going, you know. And then he finds out that he's not actually an elf. And, like, he makes the trip from Iceland to New York, which is, like, a they really underplay, like, how hard a journey and what a grueling journey that must have been, actually, um, for one man to travel from Iceland to um, New York. Um, he gets it's, from, New York. it's from the North Pole, Harriet. Just tell it's oh. from the North Pole, not Wait, what's Iceland. Ice, what's Iceland? It's where an is actual, that? It's Iceland's own country a, a that's country. just a bit chilly. <laughs> where, is, where is the North Pole? The, uh, that's the, the, the top, top of the, Arctic, the poles? The very top, the oh very top of the world. Where's Lapland? <laughs> Finland. Yeah. What the fuck? Did you think the North Pole was in Iceland? In Iceland, which I thought was in Lapland. So like, back, so like about 10 years ago when Iceland's economy crashed, we were like, well, that's it. No Christmas. <laughs> no <one's done> <laughs> No choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's, the, yeah, it's the North Pole. So he travels to the North Pole to New York to try and find his dad. Yeah. And that's Elf. So why did you pick this one then? Do you think it's underrated, underseen, or is it just because it's your favourite film and you're just desperate to talk about it? It's my favourite film, but it also it does seem to make people very angry. Um, mm. It's uh, even members of my family, they're like... Really? For fuck's sake. Like, they're really like, they don't find it funny. They find it annoying. Like, it's it really can um, wind people up the wrong way, I think, actually. Oh. It seems like you've never met any of these haters. But... I, I, I don't have. think so. I, but yeah. is this because, though, Harry, is it because you watch it all the time? Is that maybe, like, made it a bit shit for everyone? Because you're, like, every day of the year, elf. 
Elf, elf. That's not funny anymore. <laughs> it's starting to make sense now why people might <laughs> hate elf so much that are close to me. It's like the bank holiday, August bank holiday. Do you want to come around for a barbecue? We're going to, we're going to stick elf on. What? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, so I have had the same thing as you. It's like I, I have known people who it's quite a, it has been quite polarizing. So I have had people who be like, oh, I, I just, I North just, polarizing. Yeah, it's yeah. North polarizing. Yeah, I, I, um, I, like people who just gone, I just find it annoying. Oh, Whereas rather yeah. than, so I, I think, well, we'll get stuck into what we think about them because for me, I, it took me a little while for this film to win me round. I think when I first watched it, well, when I first watched it, I would have been like 12. So I think I was like, I'm not, not liking anything. Whereas... Too smart for elf when yeah. you're 12. Yeah, yeah. When I was, uh, yeah. And then when I got older, I was like, this is full of joy. This is just, a, this is just <laughs> yeah. such, a, such an amazing film. So you had seen it before then, Josh? Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a good test if someone has like a Christmas spirit or not. Um, so mm. clearly you didn't have it when you were 12, um, but you found <laughs> it as an adult. <laughs> and I was I can't yeah thirty one I don't yeah <laughs> um, yeah so so I, yes I had seen it before what about you Alice I think we know the answer but uh, had you seen it yeah before? seen it seen it loads absolutely love yes. it we all love it in my yeah. household I think that's why I was surprised when you said about that my mum loves it my sister loves it we all we all yeah I just love it it's it's sweet it's funny it is full of joy it's so Christmassy in so many different ways that I, th- I think we'll get into but yeah I I assumed that you'd pick this because you just really wanted to but I'm really interested now that that it, there are people out there who don't like it so now I'm even more interested to find out what the critical reception was at the end so that'll be fun uh, but yeah I'm a big fan of Elf. Well let's well let's get stuck into it then and we'll talk about the critical reception once we've had a little chat about what we like and what we don't like so Harriet is can you pin it down as to what you like or is it just one of those things where you just love it you watch it all the time every year? Um, I think that I love like the innocence in it. Like mm. I think it's really fun. I think I suddenly because um I was suddenly thinking about it like the other day, and then I suddenly had like a realization of actually why I might have loved it um, that I never even thought about before, and that's because I actually I don't think I saw Elf when it first came out. I think I saw it a few years later, mm. and I actually went and I lived in New York for like a oh, year wow. when I oh, was wow. um, nineteen, and mm. I think. I was Elf. Um, and so I think, it's all, I think that's biographical it's all making sense. I think I really sympathise with being in a, that big city and then just being like, do, 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 and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and so I think, I think that might be what it is. And obviously I grew up among Elves. So. That, but that makes, that, like, to be fair, that's, you know, is that's very that's it's, that's very funny, but at the same time, that does actually sound like a genuine thing that you could relate to, like a fish out of water type type story, like person in a big city, that sort of thing in a big yeah, in a, yeah and, and literally I, walking around New York, like not knowing anyone, like feeling like you're just like don't belong somewhere, mm. and you're completely different, and um, yeah, it, um, I think I think that might be part of it, and also just like the magic of. Christmas. <laughs> what? So, what took you to New York then? Or was it um, you trying so to find I your was, dad? <laughs> I was trying to find my dad. I found that I wasn't actually an elf, <laughs> and it was so heartbreaking. And so, I had to go to New York City, and then I got a job working at Macy's, which is called something else in the film, I think. And then I fell in love with um, a girl at work there that I thought was an elf. Um, 
And then um, I like perved on her one time when she mm. was in the shower. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, no, I went. I went to um, uh, drama school over there, um, and uh, it was like it was this mad year. Like I only went for a year. I was meant to go for longer, but I was like, it just. I don't know. Like I had to come back, but it was like the funnest, best year in the mm. end. But it was like very daunting, like when I first moved there, um, and. Um, yeah, it was um, so. Yeah, I just went over there, and it was. I lived. I lived. It, it was crazy. We were at this school, and then like we lived in um, the New Yorker Hotel on the thirteenth wow. floor, and it was like so. It's like this famous hotel, but there was like this student floor was like grim. There was like cockroaches and like mice, <laughs> and it was just down the road from uh, Macy's and like um, the Empire State Building. So a lot of places where it was um, filmed. Um, and so I used to walk past there, like on the way to like school. So it wow. was. Um, yeah, it was. I think that might have been part of the reason why I love it. That, so much. That's definitely got to be part of the reason. That really, that's there, relatability. Were you there for a Christmas? Did you see Christmas there? Yeah. Did you I see did the Christmas spend, tree? The Rockefeller uh, yeah, Center. Yes, so I that. saw the oh, Christmas tree. It was like the most, ma- like it was amazing. Like Halloween oh. and Christmas there is like the best. And then January comes and it's like fucking bleak. <laughs> oh <laughs> like God, the, the wind like whistles down the corners <laughs> and you're like, it's like, it's inhumane. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. Oh, man. Wow, magical! So that, I mean, that, I think that def- that definitely explains. It. I don't think we've ever had someone have such a personal experience with a film that's like mm. so relatable for them. So, Alice, then what what do you like about Elf? Then you've already said you sort of love it. What what specifically do, do you know. like? So so to be general, so it, it's sweet, it's fun, and it's funny. It's Christmassy. It sounds lovely, and it looks lovely. And a little bit deeper than that, it is a great story about someone who feels like they don't fit in anywhere. Mm. So to be more specific about a few things, it is really funny. There's some brilliant gags and one-liners in there. So Buddy's naivete is obviously a big source of the comedy, but then also how the characters around him act, both in the North Pole and in New York. There are plenty of great comic moments in this, but the two that really stand out for me are when so when Buddy is leaving the North Pole for New York and he jumps on that little floating patch of ice and there's like I think a puffin a walrus and a polar bear all waving and saying goodbye to him which is as heartbreaking as it is funny and then Mr Narwhal pops up and he goes bye buddy I hope you find your dad (laughs) and this is great because you've got like this additional like style going on right it's like this like claymation almost like type of animation Mm, thing mm. that's going on which then adds to the childlike wonder and the Christmassy spirit of the whole thing and this is one of the best scenes uh, in the North Pole, I reckon. And then the other is, so when he gets to New York through the Lincoln Tunnel and you've got this montage of him discovering new things and exploring the city, like eating discarded chewing gum or spinning round and round in the revolving door, congratulating the cafe on making the world's best <laughs> coffee. And this sequence goes on for quite a while, like much longer than it needed to be. And there was such a risk here that it would get repetitive and boring and then might lose the audience. But I don't think it did. It is just just funny and endearing all the way through and I was just really impressed that they kept finding things to keep you to keep you amused instead of it being like oh yeah we get it you know he's you know it's like whoa the big city but the whole thing was just funny and endearing and I loved it um what about you Josh what were some of the things that you liked about Alf? yeah I mean just to touch on, on what you on what you're saying there there's lots of different types of things in this that do make you laugh from the beginning where you've got all the sort of you've got a lot of uh so the whole thing is like like we said it's like a fish out of water type comedy isn't it but 
you've got things at the beginning like he's massive, he's much bigger than anyone else, so loads of really practical jokes where he's too big for the shower and he's sitting on his little elf dad's knee and he's twice, four times as big as him and all that. But what I think what they do is they, they know how to rein it in. So like you say, those fish out of water jokes go and go and go but they slowly taper off and they don't over-egg the pudding, so to speak. I think I think it, it, they find the balance really, really well. It's like you say, the world's best cup of coffee or they find other bits of comedy in, in the mundanity of like being in New York, so like him not knowing how to use an escalator, that sort of thing, which, mm, I, which I think is really, funny. really, really funny. Obviously, mm-hmm. big part of that is, is Will Ferrell's performance. I mean, he's just... So if this was... He was, you know, he's getting there at this point, wasn't he? But he was not the massive household name that he is now. And I think that there was no weight of expectation on him when this came out. So I think he's very he's very fresh. And he's also, he's doing something that you've not really seen him do in other films. So since he has become a massive comic actor, you see him do a lot of the same stuff over and over again. I mean, we've all seen a Will Ferrell sports-related comedy. There's about six or seven of them where he sort of does very similar stuff. And it's, you know, it's it's... It's very successful and stuff, but this is really fresh for me. It's really good to see because it's it's completely different to anything he's he's done before, um, and stuff and, and stuff like that. And it's, obviously, he he keeps the energy up all the way through it. I mean, it looks exhausting if you think mm-hmm. about how a film is made and how many takes things take and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. It's not very you know, physical. And I know I'm I, 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 and we'll go on to this, but I know he's been approached multiple times and asked about sequels, and he's just gone. I there's no way I could do that again. Like it, like it, it. It, it, I've got it in me, sort of thing. So yeah, so that's good. And generally, like you say, it's, it's very sweet. It's very, very charming. But the overall look of the film, I, I've never watched it. I've only ever watched it, you know, to enjoy it around Christmas. Like you, Harry, I watch it every Christmas. Usually, put this on at least once. Present wrapping, whatever you're doing at the time, having it on. It's up there with like the Muppets and other Christmas films and all that for me. Um, but I've never looked at it with that critical eye before. And I was looking at it and I was looking at the way all the costumes and the sets are and I was thinking, this could have gone horribly wrong. Like, it could have been like a weird Hallmark Christmas Channel type film. And they get the balance and the costumes and everything and the settings and the way it all looks and, and, and the aesthetic. They get They get it looking so perfect that it works just right but it easily in the hands of like a less skilled director or a less skilled team it could have been a mess like it could have been it's weird isn't it because on paper it's so cheesy and so daft but it just it doesn't feel like sickening and it doesn't feel like bad it just I think like you say it's just they get the balance right Mm. and I think John Favreau as well directing I think that's a smart choice to do something like this because you would maybe expect maybe someone more experienced with children's films Mm. or like traditionally more family films so it was interesting to get him on board and I think that really works I think he wrote it didn't he write it? Did, did he write yeah, it as well? So. Yeah. I think so if, if he didn't write it he definitely must have had a massive hand in it because you can mm. you can sort mm. of tell with the, with the way it, way, with the way it's made and I think he's quite an underrated director to be honest John Favreau I mean he's mm. done obviously everyone knows he's done like Iron Man and other other massive films like the um, the Lion, the re- remake of The Lion King and stuff like that but then oh. this, this is really really good and then he's also did a film uh, called Chef which is really good where he takes like a chef mm. he becomes a food truck guy oh, and he drives yeah. around so he's done a lot of films uh, um and i think he's underrated but i think this was sort of one of his definitely his big break as a director because this was quite a big hit but i think it was quite an unexpected hit like if you consider everything in it and the time it came out it it, it, it is a roll of the dice i think and i think it, it went really well i think it went really well because they, like you say they got the balance so right between jokes daftness and sweetness mm. do you know what i mean because if, if they'd have gone too sweet it would never have lasted as long as it's lasted. And if it had gone too funny, it'd have ended up being like a sort of like a bad Santa type 
adult comedy. Do you know what I mean? So, so that's that's what we think. What what can you can you tell us anything more specific you like about it, Harry, or or is it just you just love it? Is is there something every year do you look forward to a particular scene or 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 what else? I agree that I love the montage mm. bit. I, I've never really thought about it like that. I think you you just put that really well. Like I. I love, I mean, the whole film could have just been that, you know, like I love like watching him just wander around, just doing different things, you know, just, I would watch him just exploring New York. Um, I love that. I love his interactions with his family. Um, I think, I think it's, you're right. It's so sweet, but then there also, I think it works on both level for like, it works for like my childish, like, and I think also I'm someone that uh, quite often, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I would do something that people might see as a bit naive, and so I, I sympathize <laughs> with him uh, a lot in his behavior, maybe, and people's reactions to him sometimes of anger um, and uh, uh, the inability to kind of function properly. <laughs> Um, but the only thing that I'm not, uh, one thing that I've never really loved as much is the ending. I was mm. just thinking about that recently. I always kind of, I never really think about the ending. I always, I think the first two thirds are the kind of best bit and the ending, I never really, I think it just becomes a bit more like a normal film maybe then. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the only bit that I never, I just, I could just watch the first two thirds <laughs> without the ending maybe. So what what is it that loses in that case? Let's move on nicely. Talk about anything we didn't like. Then what is what is it? Is there a bit where you think it turns? Is it the bit where they're all singing? Is it the is it other? Is it right right at the end? The little montage at the end. What what bit is it? Do you think? I don't know. There's just like I. Whenever I think of it, the ending just seems like a different film. Mm, I know what you mean. I, I, like it feels like it goes why. from sort of um, 
comedy to to proper saccharine sweet Christmas film. Yeah, when, when they're all yeah. singing, it loses its edge a bit, maybe. Yeah, I think I think that's I, I think that's if... a point. Because I haven't really thought about it, but now that you say it, I, I do agree with you, and I can sort of you do sort of feel that. And I wonder if it's because up until that point, the only crossover between the two worlds of the North Pole and New York is Buddy. And then obviously towards the end of the film, Santa yeah. gets involved in New York. And so then he's there. And then at the very end, you've got Jovi who goes up to the North Pole with Buddy to go and see his dad and they've got a baby and stuff. So you're trying to sort of meld the worlds both together and mm. maybe it just doesn't work and it works stronger when it is just Buddy who is this kind of fish out of water character from the North Pole in New York. And then when you try and like bring more characters into that and into that fold, maybe that just doesn't work. I'm not yeah, sure if that is I, it, but I do know what you mean. I think the first two thirds, the jokes are so tight and mm. funny. And then it just, it just isn't. I don't know why that is. And you're right. Maybe it's like he's not a fish out of water anymore. And so it loses the mm. the thing, like he's started to belong. And so maybe it's not. But yeah, from that bit when there's like Santa in the sky, like it just, um, maybe it's from, yeah, even a little bit earlier, like it, with the book, it just kind of, yeah, it loses me a little bit. I think I think that's a I think that's a really good point because for me there's a few things that they don't that, that they don't build up. The first is that obviously his dad just has a character motivation change on a dime. He just changes like that and goes, "Oh, I'm going to go and be with my family." But for the whole film, mm-hmm. you've seen him just being a hard ass who just wants to work all the time, and there's not really an inciting incident that makes him go, "Oh, actually, yeah, it's I'm going to change." But then the other thing I think, and I was I was thinking about this whilst I was watching it, is they don't build up the fact that everyone doesn't believe in Father Christmas enough. So the whole point of the last bit is that, oh, the Christmasometer or the Clausometer is low and no one believes. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> please, Josh, please. Sorry, guys. Attention. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, it's, 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 they bring it in a little bit at the beginning when he's showing him how to build the sleigh and then it just comes back again at the end. But because a lot of in between is the fish out of water stuff, it comes back and you're like, oh yeah, people don't. The whole like, the whole point is that like Christmas wishes and Christmas cheer is dying out, so we're gonna get everyone to do it by singing. But it feels a little bit like it comes out of nowhere, like they like they've gone, oh, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. So we, 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 we've done this. Someone at the company has said, look, we need to have a song at the end, and they've gone. It doesn't see the script, and then they've had to add yeah. it in. Yeah, it's that's, yeah, that's what it feels. That's what it feels a little bit like as well. So, what about you, Alice? Is is there anything else? Is 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 there anything else that you don't like about Elf? Feels like so a bit like kicking just... a kicking a puppy. This doesn't it? No, because <laughs> we had so many nice things That's to true. say. So it's good. It's good to find the balance. Um, but there is just one thing uh, that I made note of that I don't like about this film. So it's when Jovi is first introduced to the story. So when Buddy sees her for the first time, the camera does this really weird punch in zoom thing with cross dissolves. So she's in the image and then the image fades to like a medium close up of her and then fades again into a close up of her. And there's three transitions in total, I believe. And it just looks so fucking weird and it's not in mm. keeping with any of the other techniques that they use throughout the film mm. and I found it really jarring and just a really peculiar choice because they don't I don't think they fade they use crossfades at all anywhere else in the film and it's just for that moment because they obviously want to heighten you know a, a, kind of try and uh, evoke the feelings that Buddy is feeling when he sees her for the first time. I guess when he sees, you know, a human woman for the first time, just <laughs> just to be the first woman he sees sort of thing. It's like, I love you now. Um, but just, 
it was just a weird, just a weird technical choice. And I just wasn't here from it, for it. And I was a bit like, oh, I noticed that and I didn't like it. And if it was smooth, I wouldn't have noticed it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm. But that was it. That was literally it. I loved it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Josh? Was there anything um, you didn't like? Yeah, so, so there's what, yeah, one, one, one big thing. The, fir- the, the first little thing, which is, this is the first time I've watched it since James, James Kahn died. Because obviously he died oh, this year, yes. didn't he? So that made me a little bit sad. Because I was like, oh, I forgot oh. about that. The big thing, and I've never noticed this before, and again, it comes back to that thing we talked about before. We're trying to watch it with a critical eye. And because we always go and find, try and find a balanced thing of what did and I didn't like, I don't think this film needs a love story. Boo! <laughs> oh, no, actually, I do agree. I do agree, actually. I just always love a love story, but maybe you're all right. Well, well, first of all, Buddy's got some serious mummy issues. Look, he's a mm. big creep. Um, that <laughs> is that is one of the issues. I think you actually you're right. You don't want to think about it too yeah. much about because you're like, wait, this is like a big kid that like has like some brain damage or something, yeah. and like I don't know, like yeah. And like you say, you it's, the, right, it's the first actually. first woman he sees. He's like woman, and then it's like for, falls yeah. in love with her. But he's not he's not he's not seen or dealt with as as a romantic or like sexual character. So. Because um, he's so childlike. Uh, yeah, and then why yeah, would yeah, why would weird. why would she be like, well, let life have a baby? Like yeah, it's quite and like the whole being in the bathroom thing when she's in the shower that's, and like yeah, really early in the morning when it's still well. dark and stuff. Because but, because ugh. I thought because I thought about that I was like, oh, he's in the shower and she's in the shower, and then I thought, well, he's meant to be innocent, maybe he doesn't know what's going on, but it shows him in the shower at the North Pole, so he must have showers, so he must know. Well, the lady elves go in lady elf showers. And... But then he doesn't know, but then I guess he doesn't see a problem with someone being naked or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, maybe. That's the oh, thing. Oh, no. Yeah. When he, we don't want to think about him having sex. Like, it's just <laughs> like, it just feels bad. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Because of his childlike state and, his, and his, the way his brain's developed. She's much younger than him, I think. Yeah, she seems, she seems to be. She definitely is a, like, so in real life. Be. He's going to be he? 30, isn't he? But he's, Will Ferrell has never looked 30. He's always looked at least 45, <laughs> right? Always. And so, Zoe yeah. Deschanel is at least 10 years younger than him. She must be. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been nicer as best friend. Well, that's it. It doesn't need it doesn't yeah. need a it doesn't need a love story. It could just be this is mm. my friend and then we're but then, you know, like you're saying, people go, Well, we need a love story, we need a romantic lead. So so yeah. that that's what you're doing. So I don't know, but there was there was an element of A. I don't believe it. I don't buy him as a romantic character. And B, why would she romantically fall for him? Like, has she got like a mm. sh- like a happy sugar filled guy kink type of thing? Because <laughs> well, I always thought it was because she's quite. She comes across as quite a miserable yeah. character, and you know she lives alone, and it looks like she's going to be spending Christmas on her own. So she obviously doesn't have anyone around her who she cares about and any friends really. And then you've got someone who's just so like in awe about life and just mm. finds excitement and joy in everything. So I think that that was where her connection to him uh, comes from. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it's a hundred percent necessary. Like it doesn't ruin it for me. But if it wasn't there, I probably wouldn't feel like anything was missing. No. Yeah, agreed. Okay, then. So let's move on to talking about the critical reception then. Now, I think it's probably safe to say, and feel free to disagree with me, that this is not underseen. It's a massively watched film. A lot of Christmas films aren't particularly underseen. But it could be underrated. Now, Harriet, you've picked this because you just, you just love it. You want to talk about it. So we'll see what you think of this critical reception, right? Alice, how do you think it did? 
So co- coming into this, I thought it would have done quite well. Mm. But after what Harriet said and what you said, I'm wondering if I was just like in my own little bubble where you just kind of assume that everyone likes it just because you do and everyone you know <laughs> knows likes it too. So I would have said easily, easily into the sevens, mm. like maybe like a mid-seven. But I'm going to bring it down a little bit. Maybe go for like a... High six, like maybe like a, I'll say a 68 or 6.8, but I would give it like a 7.5. I think this is easily into the sevens. It's 7.5. It's fun. It's so much fun, this film. What what about you, Harry? What would you, how do you think it did critically and what would you give it? Um, I'd give it a nine. um, But I think that um, critically it did, I don't know. I remember reading an interview with Will Ferrell saying that, it did seem like a risk and they didn't know if it was going to work and mm. then it really did. Mm. So I guess that means that they did think it did well and that people liked it. But I think just people just really like, just like to shit on things that are found. <laughs> so I'd say like... That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like six is probably... Okay. Okay. So okay. let's have a look. Oh. At the time of recording on IMDb, it gets a flat seven out of ten. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Seven. Mm-hmm. On Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it seventy nine percent. Oh, oh, good for the audience. Mm. The critics, however, gave it on Rotten Tomatoes eighty five percent. Wow. Yeah. So that averages oh, out at se- that averages out seventy eight percent. Now, for, Brilliant. for me. Perfect. I'll happily throw my hat in the ring. Seventy-eight percent is underrated for this. I'm. Do you think? I'm with. Yeah, I'm, with so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with. I'm with Harry. I think this is a nine. So, it's so magic. It's a, it, a nine? because it stood. The, you know, That's it's wild. twenty years old next year. It stood the test of time. It will continue to stand the yes, test of time. Yeah. And when you're looking you're right. at when you're looking at what makes like a brilliant family blockbuster type film, this has got everything. Like, this is the sort of film that that people Mm -hmm. will want to show their kids. Like Harriet said, can't wait to watch it with my daughter. I don't have any children yet, but I can't wait to watch this with my kids, like, like when I do. So I think this is up there with, like, it's definitely up there perfect, one of the most perfect Christmas films. And I would say, I'd say it's a solid nine out of ten. So I think 78% is, is slightly underrated. So what would you say to that, Alice? What say you? Uh, so for me, I would say 78 is probably appropriately rated, mm-hmm. but I can totally agree with everything that you just said and getting the Christmas film formula right and making sure that people still want mm. to watch it every year and still can watch it every year. It's good for the adults. It's good for the kids. It does tick all those boxes. And this is a democracy and it's <laughs> two versus one. So we can definitely safely put Elf in the underrated pile. Well, there we go. Well, I'm sad that it's underrated, but I'm clapping because <laughs> we agree with this. Well, there we go. Elf is underrated. I'm quite surprised at that. I'm quite surprised. I thought, I thought, yeah. I well, I don't know, because I, I thought it might have got a kick in, but then also I thought it might have done really well. I really was not sure how it had it's done. but to say, wasn't it? It's, yeah, it's one of them. Sometimes yeah. you go into this and you think it's got to be really obvious what's going to happen. But with this, I was like undecided, but very impressed with that critic mm, score. Because I can, I was, can, I can imagine a critic watching this and going, I, this, I, this isn't for me, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But then at the, yeah. at the same time, Maybe maybe it's just it's just so well made that it, it just gets you. You can't help it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just mm-hmm. think critics probably don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I would probably agree. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so, Harriet, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is very fun. It's all right. It's okay. So, so where can everyone who's listening look out for your stuff? What have you got? What have you got going on? Um, I'm on tour with my new show, Honeysuckle Island. There's tickets at harrietkemsley.com or I'm on Instagram at Harriet Kemsley. Um, and then I'm going to be taping the show at some point uh, early next year. So um, if my tour is nearly finished, which I think it probably will be by the time this comes out, um, then I'll either, I think some of my last shows are in um, Canterbury and Norwich. But if they're done, then I will be um, taping the show in London at some point early next year. Wow. Very exciting. Where's that tape going to be? I don't know yet. I really want to do it in a Pizza Express um, because I really <laughs> love Pizza Express. But people like you have to focus on the place. It's going to be good for the show. Um, so yeah. I've got to stop thinking about the fact that I could have like dough balls afterwards and really focus on the venue. <laughs> so sorry. So I did mean where would people be able to watch the tape after oh, it's been okay. taped? But uh, that is also really interesting to know. Is guys look out for Harriet in a Pizza in Express? My, in my you. head, it's not shut. The Pizza Express is still open so it's just like in yeah, a corner yeah, you're just doing, so, yeah, in the uh, corner yeah, doing sorry, it sorry sorry <laughs> sorry sorry who wanted the uh... yeah just be at a pizza express near you soon guys yep, yep look out for it <laughs> i said thin crust go <laughs> so yeah where, where can people find that when it's out harriet um i don't know um i don't know just follow me on instagram and i'm sure i'll say where it we'll where it's gonna it. be well there we go so we'll make sure when this comes out we put links to your social medias and 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 your your instagram Amazing. and all that and people will be able to check it out do check harry out she's very very funny and if you get a chance to see her live you will not regret it thanks so much Sorry, guys. thank you very much for coming thanks, on thanks harry Well, there we go. Another guest one in the bag. Another Christmas episode done. And Elf, Alice, Elf is underrated. There we are. I didn't see that coming. And even though I don't completely agree, I am happy about that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's because you have no Christmas spirit. I just know maybe that I don't know everything and the way I feel about stuff isn't always right with some things. But no. Uh, anyway, yes, Elf underrated in the underrated vault. Um, Harriet, man, what a great guest. Thank you so much for coming oh, on. To she was, was lovely. Brilliant. She brought the fun and brought the energy. Well, it that's the thing. A is joy with, to with, speak to her. With the guest episodes is that when they come on and they love a film, which they always do, we've never had a guest be like, not asked really. Just mediocre. Like, I think it, it makes for such fun conversation. But So thank does, you very much for Harriet coming on. Make sure you check out all this stuff on Instagram and Twitter and we'll put links to that out when this comes out. Wherever a tour comes out on on streaming in whatever Pizza Express yeah. um, <laughs> she records I hope, I hope that happens. I hope when we see that video, she's in the Pizza Express getting her garlic dough balls. <laughs> Uh, yes do be sure to check it out we'll put links when this comes out um well all that remains to be said is we'll be back next week with another episode in your ears please do feel to get in get in touch in the meantime it's films and that pod at gmail.com uh we're on all the social medias just search for just films and that facebook twitter tiktok instagram or all of them hit us up get in touch give us a suggestion for a film we always love to hear from you and we're on the television aren't we alice we are indeed. Every Friday from 6pm, you can find me and Josh talking about our favourite underrated and underseen films on the local TV network. So if you live in Bristol, Birmingham, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview every Friday evening from 6pm. Yes, uh, that lots of ways to get in touch, see us, hear us, um, and as ever, we really, really appreciate all of uh, your support. So, 
All that remains to be said is we'll be back next week with another episode. Very excited to see you again. And it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Merry Christmas. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.